everybody, and welcome to Westworld with Jay, Jack, and Mike. My name is Jay. My name is Mike. And I'm Dolores. And welcome to the show, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. Yeah, they really served that up uh, silver platter, Jack. I think you would have clearly <laughs> made a big miss had you not said I'm Dolores. I had to we're say all, We're all Dolores, aren't yeah. we? Is that the point? Yeah, don't mess with me. Oh, my God. Wow. I will so, kick your butt. Do you think we, maybe in an alternate take, like the end of season three was like, we found the fifth pearl, but we don't know who it is. And then like they show a mirror up to the camera and it's like reflecting back at you. And like, you're the fifth host. <laughs> you're the one the entire time. But isn't it cool they gave us the answer? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we talked on this very podcast right. last week. I was like, you I did. do not think we're getting any answer to who Charlotte Hale is yep. anytime soon. Yeah. Could not be more wrong, uh, which I think also speaks to not only the pace of the season, but like if we're considering, I'm again, this season's only eight episodes. So if we're considering this almost like a mid-season finale, except mm -hmm. we pick it right back up next week. <laughs> but like this is a this is a good, you know, point to mark halfway through the season. Of, it really is a game changer in so many ways. Yeah, like. And I love how we spent a good amount of time talking about it. <laughs> if it's Teddy, that's going to be such a whatever. It's just going to be lame. Yeah. Like, who, oh, is it? But then it was just like, not even, we weren't even close, but it was right there the whole time. It, it was. I found a video where they had this, this on YouTube where they dissect each episode. And yeah, they had like six things. Who could be Charlotte? Mm -hmm. They even had Caleb. And they had, I go, God, they almost had me convinced it could be Caleb. <laughs> so I'm watching the episode and I'm like going, and when they, I said, oh, come on. Because <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anybody had it. Yeah. Well, I, the Caleb I, thing I, is I interesting. Figure. What the, was the theory that all of the Caleb and Dolores stuff was a previous timeline and that Caleb died and then she put his memories into Charlotte? Right. Yes. Interesting. Well, I'm glad that had, yeah, because I mean. Oh, wow. Like you, That's actually a really cool theory. It's a cool theory, though. I would, yeah. I, I would not be terribly like. It seems like that would be a bit leaning back on the whole season one twist of like, yeah, oh, it's true. multiple timelines and the man yeah. in black is William. But yeah, I mean, this was, it's, it's the perfect twist. I always think the perfect twists in pop culture are the ones that completely flummox you, but like the yep. more you think about it, makes so much sense. And yes. I mean, yes, I think the. I think we we still need to fill in a blank as to like how she had the ability to copy her own right. personas. Maybe it's just as simple as like taking a file out of a folder and pressing Control C and Control V. But I mean, it's, or for it the makes... Mac for the Mac users, Command C. Yes, exactly. And she inclusive. wants Command, so I think that actually makes more <laughs> sense. But yeah, and, and but it makes a lot of sense. I think it's it's Maeve who says it to uh, Musashi Dolores of like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you basically felt that the only person capable of doing this was yourself. Yep. So of course it makes sense that you are basically disseminating yourself around the world to yeah. try to take care of this all at once. Right. And it, and it just, it went with who she could trust. What yeah. I love, what I love about the reveal though, is we, we praise the multiple timelines, you know, twist of season one because like it made sense like it wasn't just a twist for twist's sake they set it up it all made sense and honestly everyone kind of figured it out well before the reveal but what's so neat about this one and maybe because they pulled it up to episode four um is yeah nobody to jack's point nobody was really driving that theory so it's almost as a, a big 
you know, F you to their rewrites they had to do last season to the people that figured out what they were going to do. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why they answered it so quick, too. Maybe, mm. Probably. Probably. It makes me wonder, like, is there something even bigger that needs right? to answer? Because, I mean, I think up to that point, this that was probably, like, the biggest mystery, right? Who were yeah. the five pearls that Dolores took? And I guess mm-hmm. our assumption right now, what, is that one was Bernard and the yep. other four were all Dolores's? And it kind of made sense because, uh, and I always thought but it was... Bernard's was different. Bernard's, yeah, Bernard's, like yeah, Bernard's looked a little different when we saw it last it was, time. It, it, yeah, it had like red in it, like red, red. in the silvery, whatever, gray. Yeah. But the rest were all the same color. Um, God, it's just, it was right there in front of us the whole yep. damn time. It's almost uh, like yeah. Lost when uh, season four, when, when John Locke is dead, but then he comes back. We're like, but they said, dead is dead. Right. Yeah. yeah we're, but we're, none of us are figuring out, you know, that he's dead. Well, I think it's sort of like to that point, though, I think it's because it's one of those things where, like, I think we're led down a certain path when we think about the Dolores character, which is like she's really good at amassing an army. We saw that throughout yep. season two where she was able to recruit so many hosts to her cause that, you know, they were able to really mount an aggressive assault mm-hmm. on the park by the end of it. So you just assume like, oh, yeah, it's Teddy. Oh, yeah. M- yeah. Maybe it's, you know, it, it's clementine maybe it's ford i did think for a second when uh charlotte told william like i'm your oldest friend i did think it was ford for like a hot second until i I don't think i don't think you necessarily consider ford his friend unless it means like in a very sarcastic manner but uh, when we're talking about dolores amassing an army like no better for her than to her mass herself but this doesn't mean that this is a succinct period at the end of this sentence, right? This is like a question mark because the thing is like these, you know, these consciousnesses are realizing they're Dolores, but as we found out last episode, they're also sort of mixed together with the people that they're imbuing. And even though, you know, we didn't release, I mean, maybe we'll see with Musashi. I feel like we don't really know too much about Musashi that, you know, we don't, we'll see parts of him that this guy, Martin, calls or whatever his name is liam's bodyguard doesn't really seem to have that much quality to him but the charlotte one is going to be something really interesting if i put in a prediction and i don't know if this is your hot take jack so apologize if i accidentally spoil it (laughs) i think that like i think the charlotte dolores is going to be the thorn in dolores's side ultimately I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) but no i i I think you're right i think the these variants on the character itself is going to be really interesting. Um, but it, it also makes so much more sense now how whoever she put in Charlotte is able to kind of just pick up the, you know, be able to hit the ground running, all those kinds of things. Um, right. So, like she, she has the talent. It's not like, exa- it's it, it, yeah, it's not like you're recruiting somebody below your talent level yeah, to like, like, have to train t- them. Because Teddy never—that's one thing that was keeping me from Teddy was that yeah. Teddy was didn't have, Teddy didn't have the chops or Clementine or really Clementine, yeah, they, they, didn't, they weren't they weren't the sa- they weren't business savvy or savvy yeah. as yeah. Life, the, the, whatever the you want to say yeah the only thing that Teddy had was that one time when like Ford programmed him with that Wyatt narrative and he wasn't savvy he was more so savage yeah so you can understand right. it from, like that bestial perspective and when we got at this episode when William told her you know the claws are out but. Again, it totally makes sense, especially what we saw last episode with like Dolores almost serving as like a parent to mm-hmm. this essentially younger version of herself that was still yeah. trying to figure out who she was in this new role. No wonder she showed that much, you know, sentimentality towards right. her. 
it's a version of yes. herself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it's just so freaking obvious. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what made. It, but again, I forget who was your Mike that said it, but that's what made it so special. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, well, it's it, when a show can do that. You know, a show that's you know, it's a show that we pick apart and. You know, we're, we're dissecting it and you, nobody came up with it. But what I love about the pacing that this season has brought is it doesn't linger on it. It doesn't like just hang around in it too no. long to where it gets yeah. frustrating. Um, very, very tight storytelling. Yeah. Exactly. I, and I really like the way it was because it really does feel like there were sort of three separate storylines yes. this episode. There was yeah. Dolores's hunt to get to Liam and I guess subsequently mm-hmm. uh, Bernard and Stubbs finally touching down in the United States trying to make yeah. their own stoppage of Dolores you mm-hmm. have the whole William and Charlotte thing which is super interesting yes you say hello to William in season three yes. we might be saying goodbye to William in season three <laughs> which we'll certainly get into and then you have this whole thing with Maeve's journey yeah uh, over in China slash Japan the subtitle says they were speaking Chinese and Japanese and the Yakuza was involved but all of them seem to swirl together at the exact same time when you got the realization that Dolores is everywhere. Yes. And that's a, a really cool concept. And it makes sense as to why she's going after the, the Rehoboam, this like uh, Rehoboam, I think it is, mm-hmm. this this like giant mass that is also everywhere and can detect everything is because that's what she wants to be. She's already striving to do so. Yeah, yeah. And there's like the confirmation uh, from Sirach on that too. Um, mm. and, and that connection to it. Um, and it kind of it the the previous episodes make you think Sirach has the upper hand but this episode quickly shows he's not while he is well you know armed to maybe fight this battle uh, against Dolores and he's playing it too type like very much this is a war between species and well he didn't know there were five five Dolores correct yeah exactly Um, he just knew he just knew that she took Basically, his thing is that, you know, I created this program to help, uh, you know, predict human behavior to get the most comprehensive picture of human behavior there was. But somebody did it better than me. They put it inside this park. And Dolores yep. knows where that information is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not even about like, key, what Dolores yeah. is trying to do for Ciroc. It's just I want the information that she has. Yep, exactly. Um, and him enlisting Maeve... Uh, I think we even thought like, okay, sure, maybe, but like, is Maeve really going to fight for him? Uh, it was not as clear cut by the end of this episode that I thought it would be. Um, because I kind of, I kind of feel Maeve's side in this where she's like, you're, you want to, where she's talking to Dolores, um, as Musa- uh, Musashi, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you said you're going to take us with you to the promised land, but you're actually only taking yourself um, yeah. or in, in putting you in all these places. So like I see Maeve's side in this and I, I'm curious to see after this episode, is she going to really align with Sirach or is she still her own, her own narrative that she's trying to drive forward through? Because now I thought we would be more focused into what she's going to be driving towards and I'm still kind of up in the air of what her purpose is. Because I don't see her staying with Sirach, But I also don't see why she would align with Dolores yet. Yeah. What do you guys think about, like, Sirach's... Basically, Sirach's pitch to Maeve is, like, I can help you get back together with your daughter. I don't right. know. Like, I, I... It's so interesting because I thought that the moment that she sent her daughter through to the Valley Beyond at the end of season two, like, felt like extreme closure. 
to me yeah. from the character perspective. Yes. So I, I thought it was an interesting character beat to go after because I, I wouldn't imagine like that she'd have that much lingering longing to do mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Well, she even said that world is closed. And he said, no, I can't. I, I well, Dolores has the key. Dolores, Dolores has the key. So that's yeah. why. It, does Dolores have the key? Is he just using that to get. Uh, I, I mean, she does. I... She does go off to. I mean, after he shoots the guy in the head, she does. She does take off. Well, but that's where it's I find it's compelling because, you know, he's like, well, you know, there's no humans created heaven or hell to kind of keep people in line. Right. Um, but, you know, this guy, he just doesn't exist anymore. He's dead. The 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 guy that, that he killed. Yeah, And that's interesting as uh, well. It's like he's basically saying, like, he almost in that moment, he's telling to Maeve, like, but your world is better than ours. Yes. Because you actually have that afterlife. Yep. We have no afterlife yep. here. And we get a little bit more from the Ciroc story as well. Mm-hmm. Like we get that brief yes, flashback. Paris is. N- nuclear annihilated that was interesting well especially um, because at least again maybe this is me jumping to conclusions randomly throughout this episode when i see like a young boy in knickers running around this like plaintive field i was thinking robert ford for yeah. a hot second yeah, until yeah. i realized i was like well you know he's british and Sirac is french and i think there's a noticeable <laughs> age difference between the two ford never talked about or i think there was a brother that, yeah, there was a brother because I remember him and his brother had the dog. But like that would be a crazy, crazy twist if it was like Sorok was actually Ford's brother. But yeah, it seems that this is someone who's like clearly he forged his own path through trauma. And this idea that like this random event occurred in his life that caused so much destruction that he wanted to prevent that type of thing from ever happening again. Yeah, I, I did have one question. Why, why did they why were they beating the identity broker when they could have just put the glasses on him? They just, to for, beat him up. just for fun. Just I think that I think the glasses are probably like a last resort. Like I think they probably want to try a bunch of different things on them. You know, like <laughs> let's beat him up and then torture him a bit, and then we'll try to mentally torture him. I'm not sure. I, I thought the main storyline was interesting, but I didn't know how I felt about the whole like moving from place to place of like we go from this guy to mm-hmm. the club to the mortician mm-hmm. to the into the you know the warehouse where Masushi. Mas, uh, Mas, yeah, like it's it, it felt like a little bit like a bit like we're just ascending through the ranks of this Yakuza that we don't necessarily <laughs> care about, but I do see if it's part of like, I guess Maeve's never ending journey to see just how, I guess it is when you look back, uh, shows just how like much control Dolores had over that entire organization. I guess we do find out a bit more as to like what she did to get the pearls. Well, they're, they're almost setting up Maeve as being indestructible because she's just mowing through everybody. But yet Dolores gets the best of her. I, I think it does, yeah. I, it, it shows the only one that could kind of probably go toe-to-toe with her is Maeve. Uh, but then Bernard, too. But Bernard is classic Bernard, where he's just kind of uh, woefully unprepared all yeah, the he time. Yeah, he was definitely like two steps behind, because he yeah. was convinced this entire time that Dolores had put a pearl into Liam. Yes. Right, yes. and she didn't realize that Connell's, the bodyguard, was the one that she yeah. had really gotten to, and that Liam, she's clearly going to use Liam uh, he didn't realize that. He thought she was just going to go for like the jugular when it's clear she would rather manipulate him. Yep. Uh, now what about what about Caleb? Because Caleb was last week was all you know on the pier. He was all in. I'm all in. And this week he was hesitant. He he was hesitating. You know when they're in the bank and she goes, "If this doesn't work, well I'll have to kill them all." And he's like, uh, "Was he was he having post traumatic stress syndrome where he's you know." Um. Or was he was he having second thoughts? Because the whole time it just seemed like he was like, uh, I, uh, I, I I didn't sign up for this. 
I think that's a classic kind of story archetype, right? It's you you agree with the idea and concept, right? Right. Uh, whatever that is. Um, and you can even look at the American Revolution. It's like, okay, yeah, absolutely. America should be an independent nation. But then we have to get down to like what that actually would have to entail. It's like, oh, actually, I don't want to have to like have a 10-year war of independence no, or whatever. Cold. It's too cold right? in so it's, like, it's much easier to agree <laughs> to a revolution in concept but it's a, it's one that's what but like actually doing it is probably a, a bit more of a, a dirty task and well, that, yeah. so it makes sense to me that he's probably like Ugh. well not to mention like the previous run-ins he's had with dolores was like when uh the dirty you know the people from the rico app were trying mm-hmm. to kill her right. and then when you know the the other thugs were coming for him so like and maybe from his opinion, she's only killed out of like protecting him. Yeah. This is a moment where she's like, <laughs> all right, well, uh, if this, if your blood thing doesn't work, I'm just going to shoot up this entire financial institution. Yeah. It's because, going a bit from, from zero to 60. Yeah. Because he was, he was stressing out so much. He had sweat all over his hand. It didn't work the first time. That, so this is so interesting to me, this like blood tracker thing. Are we assuming that like, does it prick your finger and detect your blood? Cause it looked like a regular fingerprint scanner to me, but yeah. I'm not sure how you can like detect. How you can feel someone's blood well, just I, purely through tactile. I said, I said last night, this is the technology that we have in the future. It seems like pretty easy that you just take someone's blood and steal <laughs> all their money. I go, that doesn't seem like the greatest technology in the world. Uh, I wanted to say Caleb too. He was also, he was in, what the hell are you doing? She grabs that guy and, and slams him up against the thing, knocks him out, takes it. She, what are you doing? That's what I think mention, first set him off. Like, what's going on here? Not to mention it's not, you know... 1790 where it's like you also have photographs you could do yeah. like, you could look at a picture of him i assume <laughs> yeah but it's actually it's interesting yeah that when they like when they scanned him it's not like a picture of him popped yeah, up, comes so you up. Could look yeah. at like oh you look extremely so i guess you could use like okay. the thing that we use today right of like oh that was a bad day when i had my photo taken but maybe the, maybe the blood when you do that it shows the image whoever's Maybe it showed uh, Caleb's image. Would have would have showed Caleb's image. Well, I also would love like a medical person to sound off for next week's feedback as to like because I'm pretty sure the blood p- pumps through the body pretty quickly. I don't know how long of a time it would take for the blood to actually like stay in the system before it really d- you know dilutes itself. As well, the Lord talked said, said, you had 20 minutes and you need to stay calm. And he, was, <laughs> well, probably, he, was, he wasn't staying calm. I would assume there's something like DNA markers that'll show mm. up if you put a certain amount of somebody else's blood in your system. That's what I would think. But to, I think everyone's point here is it's it's I, okay, <laughs> but I feel like when you know Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible movies, which are in present day, have these elaborate like masks and stuff like that that they come up with and blah 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 blah, like that is. Even though it's also kind of far fetched, like you you could do that. I just I do kind of find I do question Scooby-Doo. the security system, and maybe maybe because it's a, a underworld bank thing, they don't mm. want pictures to show who you are. Nah, maybe that could be know. it. But it feels it's, a bit I mean, of a stretch. It's, it's a little fun symbolism, though, right? Because yeah. Dolores is somebody who has like been assuming the identity of somebody else. So Caleb got to do it for a hot second. It's just <laughs> through a weird. 
bloody method <laughs> instead of just placing your own consciousness within somebody else. Right. Because, yeah, to me, it's just like it'd be very easy to, like, incapacitate somebody for a moment to draw some blood and then pretend to be that, them. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, like, there should be so many cases of identity theft in the world today, you know, or in 2359 of, like, well, this person's pretending to be the president again, doing, you know, saying <laughs> this and that. Got a little bit of blood off. Also, if you want Caleb's heart rate to stay down, Dolores, don't, like, pull out a gun and, like, get ready to open fire. Because I feel like that's just going to amp things up. So I know that, as Jack has pointed out many times, Caleb doesn't necessarily flinch when a gun is pulled on him. But that's never, like, a good thing to help calm down your heart rate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to kill them all. What? Uh, so maybe what, you think we'll get a different answer? Maybe, maybe this is it's more complicated than we're just than they showed us, or is it just and, one of those things where we just say just accept it and move on? The, the episode was great. Don't pick apart. At the end of the day, it is. A, I, yeah, I agree. At the end of the day, it's an accept it and move on. Whatever. Yeah, maybe, it's, it's like a well future. You know, these yes. things exist. <laughs> so, so I mean, they using that blood trick so they rob Liam of all his money. What what do you think they're what do you think Dolores's plan is here, especially knowing that now she has like someone not only is she linked back up with Liam, but one of his closest confidants is her. Yep. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly uh, earlier when you said that the play isn't to con- like actually replace Liam with her. It's to mm-hmm. manipulate Liam into doing something. And then what's probably the easiest way to manipulate him into doing something is take away his massive wealth. And I think she even right. said it for like super wealthy people. They don't even like. He couldn't even make his pay. donation to charity. Um, right. That's a hell of a donation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a very easy way to kind of coerce someone into doing something. Uh, mm. And I like that because that's actually very comparable to what Charlotte ends up doing to William at the end of the episode, which is essentially like while Charlotte is trying to gain majority shares to keep Ciroc out of Delos, Dolores seems, I'm assuming to be acquiring like majority information of insight to gain, Mm -hmm. to gain the access to Rehoboam. And so it's almost like they're at like an, uh, uh, like a mutually assured destruction. Right, like between Sorak and Dolores, each w- or e- each one wants what like the other one has. So I wonder if we're going to get that moment later on. Probably, yeah. Um... Or they make a deal together, and then the world just burns. <laughs> now, what about the part where Charlotte Dolores, when uh, they're taking uh, they're taking William to the uh, hosp- mental hospital, funny yeah. farm, yeah, it pricks his neck. And draws blood now. Now, since he's in he's in the hospital, they would have access to his blood, right? So they can. Well, it wasn't a drawn amount to like pass one of those DNA markers or whatever that was. No, I'm saying, but they they know where he's at, and but, they they have access to him. So if they need if they need him to vote a certain way, well, they, not, well, she already she already said that basically like. I think what she essentially said was like he's pleading insanity, so I so he automatically seats his shares over to me. So basically, she's making decisions for him. Okay. For the rest of it, so I wonder maybe maybe this is a something else. Another maybe Dolores goes back to her lab and like makes something else happen. Because I agree, I don't know if it was like a blood pull, like what what happened with the this the this guy who Caleb posed as, as much as it is maybe just like 
a prick for DNA purposes. Maybe it was like a Dexter thing. He was saving it for, you know. <laughs> or maybe she put like a tracker in him, you know? Yeah, I think it's more something like that. I think she probably inserted some type of like microchip control. Mm. But they know where he's at. He's not getting that, out. But, right, but if he does s- get out, then she'll know where he is. Or I I don't know if it's as much as like a, a, a lost pet tag. Um, but I, I could see something maybe that it has a little bit more information or maybe a little bit more control than just a geo tracker. Yeah. Um, like, I wonder if she feels that she's not done with William. Yeah. Cause it'd be, it'd be weird. Right. Cause like this did, this episode did emotionally feel like a farewell to the man in black, right? Like he is in a state of delirium yeah. at this point, sort of just like wandering around he's haunted by the spirit of his dead daughter i i mean i think they're still really leaving things open after uh the way that last season's penultimate episode ended with like him killing his daughter and then like trying to cut himself open to see whether or not he's a host Mm -hmm. clearly he's still having those issues despite you know being told ravenously that he is a human uh but so i mean do we think that it's just like you know guilt is it mental issues or is he really a host and this is like a ford like thing that's been haunting him i, I, think, all of the above? I think i think it's real william i don't think it's he's a host but i think he wa- he would rather be a host because then he could justify killing his daughter right i mean for him i think that's where he'd get inter- in some kind of peace i guess i don't know but, but i feel like he kind of resolved that issue by the end it's like it was my choice i thought you were this thing i chose based on that information and you're still dead though, I mean you, you um, killed your daughter <laughs> okay, I, again yeah but he's kind of seemed kind of come like okay I'm ready to like move on and be MIB you know man in black uh, you know as he came out with his full black suit but they ended up back in you but know, then when Charlotte Dolores said are you done talking with your daughter yep and he's like yeah right so that's the that's the thing is like i mean is it just something where like william has been like literally talking to himself which would also be it's sort of like fun little season one callback right when the yeah. hosts were malfunctioning and talking to arnold like could that be a thing or could it be him speaking to some sort of sense of programming that dolores knows about is there something they've implanted like you said they implanted a track maybe if they when she hits him it's implanting to keep him crazy is that he's it's, it's something that maybe he's just like or she implanted a little bit of Dolores in him, and that's why she's oh. with him at the end of that episode when he's in the the hospital. Yeah, because that's the interesting part as well, right? Was like Dolores in her like season one yes. getup, right? Yep. Comes to visit him, which definitely feels like either a hallucination or like something, because that definitely feels manipulative. And mm-hmm. we, speaking of callbacks, I mean, we just get so much of like the you know, I guess you've reached the center of your maze, the prison yes. of your own sins. Welcome to the end of the game. And yep. Ed Harris is so good in that last scene. Cause like yeah. he's usually so steely and confident, mm-hmm. but like his MI me was like you you saw like how vulnerable he was in his he, eyes. He, that like he, he was broken. Yeah. He's yeah. like he's so confused and he has been abandoned. I mean, as Emily points out, like literally everyone you cared about is dead because yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. And like he he truly has hit rock bottom and now the very nature of his reality is being questioned and i mean i don't know i guess the answer that dolores provided at least in my opinion was very open-ended that that's i guess the last stage of the game that william has to get to but man a surprisingly low point for this character (laughs) that like was pretty much untouchable in the first two seasons of the show 
and that's where I that's why I really liked it in terms of his character journey. It could be the end, but it it probably won't be. This is like the low point, and then does he kind of dig himself out of this hole? Well, the original William wasn't a very strong. He wasn't very strong. You know, the young William. Yeah, until he had something to fight for. Right. Yeah. So he kind of reverted back to a weak William. I mean, I, I think this is his. Like I said, when you're you're going through that kind of stress, and who knows how long he'd been sitting in there drinking, shooting the gun, walking on glass like it's, uh, you know, been bare feet and all that other stuff he was going on. Again, he he just was he was completely broken. And there was a great line by Dolores who said, "Welcome to the end of the game." It's like mm-hmm. ah, smack. But that's where I kind of like it. That's where I like it if it is like the end. the end of that point or the conclusion of that journey that he started in season one. But that does, I hope, allow him to then kind of go from there. And where does that go? I think I'd be, I think I'd be curious. But I would you also, want, you want to see, you want to see him back? Well, because I mean, if you look at his trajectory, right? Season one, he was trying to play a game that, as he was told many times, was not meant for him. It was yep. for the hosts. Mm-hmm. Season two, Ford said there is a game for yep. you that he tried to play, and I guess he sort of he feels like he's still in that game. It does feel like mentally he's still in that game, mm-hmm. in that he, you know, he's still is saying like you're Ford or am I real or am I a host? I guess it's been what, like two months since it's passed. Has he just been like just shooting up his place, like completely blitzed out of his mind that entire yeah. time. That's how I took. To, yeah. To I just, he's, it. he's completely lost it. I mean, so then the question is that post credit scene in season two, where he meets Emily in this like demolished version of the forge. And it says like, yeah, like you, you'd passed away a while ago. Like this is your hell. Does this come? Does this all come before that moment? Was that part of this? Was this? Was that part of his delusions that he was visiting the forge at some point in time? Well, maybe that he hit the the William that we know died, and now it's the William that's going to spend the rest of his life in this institution in hell. I mean, he's just. I mean, what? What? I mean, as Dolores comes in and she, all he wants to do is tell me, tell me. You know, am I a host or not? And mm-hmm. she goes, nope, you've reached the end of the game. But and, that's she, where... and she disappears. I mean, to me, what's what's that is the ultimate torture. I mean, you're just, you're just stuck with your own thoughts. That, yeah, prison, prison or, of your own sins. Exactly. And he's just, like I said, he's killed everyone. I don't know. I don't know what more we need from William. I think it was, a, if, if that's it, plus Ed Harris, I mean, he was just amazing last night. But I think if that's it, I'm I'm satisfied with the, the way they wrapped up his character. Again, I could see it as a, as a wrap up. And again, he's not one uh, character that's deserving of redemption. No, he doesn't need redemption. But I think to Mike's point about the post credits scene in season two leads me to believe there's more for this character to do, whatever that is. And, but but I could also see to your point, Jack, that, that was just one of the many delusions that he was probably ha- that he was having mm. that he was just kind of running through. Yeah. And you know, that was just that, but I just feel like the location where he was at was just too specific. Plus all the other things we saw in season two, um, with Papa Delos and, and him trying to basically be, uh, with, um, be brought back from the dead mm-hmm. uh that's to me what it seems like it would be for william not by probably his own choice uh but anyway i yeah i think that we're not done with william yet uh but if it is the case i could see it being but it's just it's, that's too 
it's too neat a bow to, to wrap on that character in my opinion. Especially halfway through the season. I know that Westworld loves to break TV conventions. Hell, we just yeah. saw one in this episode. Yeah. But it would be a little weird to have one of your main characters have his storyline wrapped up in the middle of a season. You know? Like, I, if this was, like, a tried and true, like, Walking Dead mid-season finale where they took a break for three months, I could imagine that. But it's interesting in episode four to bid for this character especially because we saw nothing of him the previous three episodes yeah if he's such a big presence and then you like take one episode in season three to bring him back and then summarily be like and then we're done with him i don't know i'm, I'm getting more and more around this idea that i think dolores still has a use for him and that at some point like either she or maybe mave maybe serac takes advantage of William's prior relationship with Dolores and like breaks him out of the institution to try to use him against her in some way or like yep. him have him seize control of Delos mm -hmm. or something. I think he's still a piece on the board. He's just been he's no longer a king. He's yep. been bumped down to a pawn at this point. Yep. Or or a bishop. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I yeah, maybe not a pawn. <laughs> The pawn might be like the the motorcycles and the the yes. automated cars. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think he's done. But Jack, you think he's done? Mike doesn't think so. You think I, he's I, done? I'm saying that if if he is done, I think, like you said, they did wrap it up in a nice little don't bow. Don't straddle I, the fence. I, I, I could be. I, I, the only thing I'd worry about is okay. To me, you you ended his story great. I I I like the way it ended. What happens? You bring him back. It's going to have to be something. It yeah. can't be something cheesy. It can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop Dolores, but then I save Dolores because I get redemption. You know, I, I don't want something cheesy. I want if it, if you're going to bring him back, it has to be something almost like last night where we found what Dolores, 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 Dolores. It has to be something like that. It can't be something because uh, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin the, what you had. You had a good ending for him. I think you answer your question, Jack. They did it well with the Dolores reveal. They've done it before. So I feel like we can trust I, I, them. If, if they can do it, I have more we power to them. it. But I'm this just saying sometimes, you know. This isn't heroes. This isn't heroes. We can trust them. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we have a lot of fear after like very, you know, specialized television after stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Maybe we'll find out, you know, if, if there's a another uh, more to the game for William, like what a 2359 ritzy mental institution looks like because it looked i mean i don't know i've heard horror stories about some of the some of the facilities nowadays and i can imagine that i guess william could afford uh maybe going to like the betty ford clinic version of a mm -hmm. mental facility but it looked, i mean he had to wear like his little nice white onesie which is a great nod to as jack said like going full circle back to when he picked the white hat but mm -hmm. it looked like a pretty you know it's it like an okay place we know he's in an asylum or is he put in somewhere where they've there where they you know he could be at well she where? said she's putting him in a um i think they have him somewhere where they have control of it Sure, I think that's what it is. It's a very, it's a to me. I was like, oh, that's you know, it's a wealthy person's, uh, you know, mental assignment. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they don't even, maybe they don't use even Williams' money. They could use some of Liam's money to like book him a maybe. spot, you know, and yeah. hire a bunch of people to keep him subdued and make sure he's in there. Yep, maybe that's the thing. Now is that Dolores also now has the fiduciary advantage as well. She's got the cache. Yeah, she's got the cash the and she's got the bodies now. So like as much as we might have been 
like sort of scoffing at the idea of like you can't take over the world like you're you're one you know you're one android it seems like she's very quickly just gaining power through what is important to humans in the world yeah yeah very well, she, quickly even I, I like the line where they they walk in and she's walking with caleb with the party and she goes your world's just like mine yeah, and and the party really was though. I mean, w- yeah. like mm-hmm. with the masquerade, and specifically the, I guess the people they were auctioning, which were just like people on display and very in very vulnerable wear and in very vulnerable mm-hmm. positions. It's basically what we've seen with humans and hosts for the past two seasons, and it really hammers home that point that I think Jay, you you focus on really well in the premiere, which is like you know, same shit, different location of yeah. like every, some, even if you escape the park, somebody's going to be that host role. Somebody's right. going to be looking down on somebody else. And, you know, if you study human history, I'm a big history fan. Like humans just do the same shit over and 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 over again. Uh, they're very predictable. And uh, it's something that I do. I mean, uh, power talks. Uh, I find that this show explores a lot um, mm-hmm. and explores it well. Um, you know, but they were these... doing it for charity, so I wasn't up so upset. <laughs> I noticed I think... that uh, apparently there were some some parallels between, because Liam meets back up with his uh, Mr. It's All a Simulation friend, mm-hmm. and apparently the way that he was sort of talking about auctioning off the women was very similar to some lines from season one that Maeve had about this, basically this idea of like, you know, uh, you're paying for it no matter what. It just depends on you know right. what the cost is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's just a fun callback. Maybe that's hinting to the fact that maybe this guy's correct that they are in a simulation the entire time and that everything's connected. <laughs> but it's a it's again it's a nice little uh, a nice little cementing that you know you might think you're in a completely different location, but this even the exact same dialogue is being said between characters. What about if you're the noticing stuff- repeating narratives? You might be in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Stubbs and Dolores fight? Now, do you think, oh, that was so much fun. Do you think that was Bernard awesome. regrets not fixing his shoulder? <laughs> I think Stubbs is, is... We were worried that Stubbs might be a quick uh, in-and-out kind of character. Do you think he's already done? I hope he's still around. No, I, he's I think still, he's still I think, around. I think he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. I but I but that was a lot of fun. Because I feel like we... I feel like we haven't really obviously seen a lot of like hand-to-hand fighting. That was a big episode for this, right? Maeve got yeah. to finally use that Shogun world training yes. with the sword, which was a lot of fun. Obviously with the appearance of Musashi yes. as well. But like, I, I really loved, especially when it was underscored by that, the, the weekend with the wicked games, string quartet mm-hmm. playing yeah. underneath as well. Like it was, it was a really fun fight. Cause it was something that we had it really seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, I, I'm getting a lot of comparisons between like Bernard and Caleb and Stubbs and Dolores in terms of like their partnership. But even sometimes Bernard is a Dolores, like he drags Stubbs into it. Mm-hmm. Dolores dragged Caleb into it. So it's like, it's really fun to see the parallels between the relationships they play. And here we have the two best fighters squaring off against one another. And Dolores handily beats him and throws yes. him off the balcony. Well, to, be, to be fair, he had only one arm and bad shoulder. I had a bad shoulder one time and you can't... It, it, so you got to give Stubbs some... Uh, I do like how they both said, it's not personal. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, again, uh, like, we, we, we talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago, right? That, like, his 
path was to protect the park. I guess his path now is to protect Bernard, but yep, exactly. Uh, his path was not, you know, to beat up Dolores. Maybe if he changes that path, he'll be able to like come back stronger than ever. Do you think there's going to be a rematch? Yes. Yeah. Um, it has to be. What's the point? He, she can't, he can't beat her. Maybe he does. He's Maybe he goes like, it's like Rocky too. It would be weird to be like Dolores's big, you know, defeat comes at the hands of Stubbs. Yeah, it's got to. If someone's gonna stop her, it's got to be Babe. Yeah, but you know, when Dolores wanted Bernard to be like, "I want you to stop me. I don't want you to hire someone else to stop me." <laughs> Listen, I'm all for it. If 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 there is one person that could bring down Dolores, it's definitely Steve Hemsworth. He's got. <laughs> oh yeah, old Stevie Hemsworth. <laughs> it's little Stevie, little Stevie Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. He's got it. He's definitely got it. Um, I love the the little like uh, like. Uh, you know, luxury apartment they've crashed in. Essentially, like a no bedroom, no bath, like just a slum in Los Angeles that I guess they were able to scrap together some funds to sublet for the time being. It's that's not even L.A. That's Victorville. That's some Antelope Valley. That's uh, true. Yeah, desert. Uh, my grandparents live out that way, and it's uh. Hey, when you're going to Vegas, Victorville, middle of nowhere. But I how do, like how do you think there. they got into the party? How did they get past the blood scan? <sighs> I don't know. I didn't, think, didn't think about that. What, oh, you're right. It was a. Well, maybe well, no, it couldn't have been at that point. What, maybe that's what he had to use the money for, and didn't have enough money left to. I don't know. Mm. Because that I seems mean, like a thing we, you could we buy. We know that Bernard has the capability. I mean, he doesn't have like the Maven Dolores ability to like hack any technology, but maybe he mm-hmm. could do something. I'm not entirely, maybe they posed as like workers. It was just so random. They were at the party that all of a sudden we just hear, you know, Bernard go like uh, analysis mode and realize like, wait, they got into the party. Okay. <laughs> Don't let anyone in the party. Well, he was saying that's, that's why they were staying in the crappy motel in Victorville mm-hmm. uh, to save funds to be able to go to that sweet posh yeah. party. That's why Stubbs needed his beer, so that cut into some of the funds. Yeah. Were you su- were you surprised that we got sort of a? Granted, again, this was not Bernard necessarily meeting Dolores, but I guess he was. He was meeting a form of Dolores. Are you surprised that it came this early in the season? Well, kind of, but not really. Not after the. Reveal. I feel like there would be just kind of some connection points. Like it, it shouldn't be nothing until like the last episode so mm-hmm. i i was kind of cool with it and it was a nice uh really bernard again you're gonna be like you know two steps back from what actually is going on um like and that's where i think it'd be cool just in terms of bernard's story if his kind of moment of finally being successful is not being two steps behind dolores or, or mm. the plan or whatever because poor bernard is since his inception his at first programmed to be kind of two steps behind but now yeah. maybe he still is programmed to be two steps behind because Dolores <laughs> brought him back but I, I don't know I just, that was I, just it, always his program yes. from four was like you no matter what you always have to be like a couple of jumps of logic behind Dolores yes. <laughs> and, and maybe yeah it's Jeffrey Wright's fault like he's just you know he's just, he gets really good what face like oh I didn't know that was gonna happen <laughs> But I mean, it's also, you know, much like it's a great halfway point for us to see 
what havoc Dolores can wreak, it's a good mm -hmm. thing for him as well. Like yes. his his mission is I need to stop Dolores, and now he's finally realized what she is capable of, and he's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna have to figure out and whether that means him being able to find Maeve, maybe partnering up with Serac or him just continuing to go on his own with Stubbs sneaking into parties. We'll find out in the about thing a month. Is like, Stubbs name is going to be actually like very, it's not just like, you know, metaphorical. It's going to be literal because he's going to, I don't know, his shoulder rip off from that fall. Yeah. And just be like, Are they going to have all the ticket stubs from all the, like the hoity toity <laughs> events they had to sneak into to get to these technocrats before Dolores does. Oh my god. Um Yeah, I think I think Dolores picked the perfect person just to keep her in check. Like she doesn't want him to actually beat her. He just wants just to be a nuisance, just to kind of put a little bit of a buffer. A little yeah, bit like of get, a, get her heart rate going, like keep pace with her enough that she yeah. feels like if she slowed down a bit, then she'll get caught. But like yeah. she's not outright sprinting. Exactly. It's like it's like any speed bump. It's not gonna stop your car. It's just gonna slow you down a little bit. And then you're gonna keep going. a little bit of damage. Just slow down a little bit and then keep going. Anyway, uh, Bernard, we love you here on mm -hmm. the show, but uh, step it up, man. You gotta step it up. <laughs> it's halftime now. Like let's, it let's is. you know second half better be better. Pat, you need to be Patrick Mahomes, and and not. Uh, who is that coach that always blows a halftime lead? Uh, anyway, I forgot his name. The guy from the 49ers. Jack, sports oh, guy. Um, Pop-up sports. What do you got? Um, What's his name's kid? Shanahan. Shanahan, yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Anyway, Kyle Shanahan. That reference. Uh, can't got can't clear to lose. Anyways. Bernard. Gentlemen. Any other things we want to talk about this episode before we get to what our listeners thought about? Because we have some the on, good the, the only other thing was, so we as we said, we saw, you know, Liam's uh, rich hoity-toity friends yep. once more. So I guess the narrative from the premiere was that his girlfriend, his new arm candy, who we knew was Dolores, yep. had what, died of a drug overdose? Right. Right. He even said, like, who dies of drug overdoses nowadays? They saw her again. Yes. And I'm assuming that since she's back in his life, like she's not gonna hide out. I'm assuming that chill. She'll probably be out and about. Like, how are they gonna react to that? I think I I would say this episode was more so played for comedy of like the wow, this stuff must really be good if yes, I'm seeing yes. dead people. But like, yeah. you think she still has to keep? She still is putting her face out there in the public, right? Which sort of confuses things when a couple people think she's dead. I think there's a couple ways to play it. I think she even said it, or it's just it's been shown that the extremely wealthy kind of live in a different reality than normal people. Mm. And there's probably a, a far greater like suspension of disbelief where they're like, even in this episode, like, Oh man, these drugs are really good. And then there's probably some other weird, you don't live in the real world way. They can mm. justify right. her being back, you know, like, Oh, it was a bad break. I don't know. Some crazy right. rich person. Thing. Like, oh, dude, I can't believe you, you couched this bad breakup in a drug overdose. Like, you don't have to lie to us to talk about your embarrassing yeah. splits. <laughs> or, yeah, or you cloned her so you could have her back because yeah. you have that kind of money. And, I mean, look at, like, uh, Barbara Streisand clones her dogs all the time when they die. So, really, it's we're not that far off from rich people doing crazy stuff like this. So... That's what I'm going to chalk it up to, personally. Um, all right. It, any uh, final thoughts here? Jack, final thoughts. Episode Great four. episode. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th these past two episodes have really, like, 
the first two episodes were great setup, and I think these next mm-hmm. two episodes really just ramped it up given what they showed us in the first two episodes. Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to get to another gear moving forward from here, but I'm very excited for it. What I thought they did, what we talked about a little bit in the beginning, is you start off with Ed Harris and talking to Emily. His daughter, you know, he's losing it. All. But they did a great job of bringing ev- all the main characters into yes. the story. Yes. Yeah, we thought last week it was going to be like an entire William episode, just like yes. how last week was like pretty much all Charlotte with some Dolores mixed in. Yeah. But right. No, they really made it like a three-hander. And, and of course, then they combined them all. And it was like, yeah. wow, I mean, that, that's not always easy to do. But I think but they, it, they it, it, it it is a benefit of it just being eight episodes, right? Because maybe yeah. if it was a 10-episode season, they would spin the whole episode with William, which is not necessarily a bad thing, and shows have done it 100 times in this golden era of t- TV. But the fact that it's only eight episodes, it was more like a movie pacing where you had... Right. While it did bring William into the narrative, you still had everybody else's narratives going full speed, which is a lot mm-hmm. of fun was a lot of fun yeah um and i think to mike's point it it if this it was the midpoint it's like that mid-season's finale this had the pacing and feel of a finale um or like the second or the penultimate episode where yeah you know, i got a, a lot converges. of penultimate episode vibes yeah yes um so kudos for them doing this on episode four and to mike's point is there another gear or are they gonna like chill out for a minute and then get back into it like i'm just very curious i think i think that i think they keep going yeah well, i think now that we you, know I mean, I, you, you can't put the lid back on you know no. the jar now that we know how many Doloreses there are out there like they, yeah. they only have to keep going i mean i know that it ends you know the episode ends with uh with not with the williams but like with mave being quote unquote dead, we've seen this so many times that you yes. know Sorak found yeah. her and brought her back to life. Yeah. So well, they, like, they, they didn't double tap her. So, <laughs> but you so can't I, did, I, I, I did really like the image though of her uh, her blood mixing with the uh, the white host goo. Yeah, that yeah, was like a that was like that felt very like opening credits esque. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's its official term on uh, Wikipedia: host goo. White Is host it goo? Yeah, look it up. Uh, yeah, is there a Westworld Wikipedia? Because I remember Lost had a Wikipedia, Lostpedia. Star Wars has sure. Wikipedia. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot. Of, I'm sure. Who, yeah, who has the Westworld Wikipedia? I'm not going to do it. I don't have the time. But if anybody's out there, send us an email. There's one Westworld.fandom.com. They have these All fandom right. ones for basically every. That's true. Thing. But once upon a time, there was. A Lostpedia that was separate of like all these phantom things, and it was dope. It was really cool. Those those people were awesome. I mean, I'm still using it to this day. It's super, super comprehensive. It is, and I'm not just like praising it because they interviewed Jack and I, and (laughs) they're good friends. But anyway, uh, all right. Um, That's what we thought about this episode. Now it's time to get into what you all thought about this episode with listener feedback. But before we get into that feedback. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Listener feedback. All right. It's listener feedback time. Got a lot of phone. Well, no, actually, sorry. No phone calls. Emails to Ooh. get into today. Yeah, uh, but it feels very pertinent that uh, we would not have any phone calls. It's only through digital based text <laughs> that we would read feedback for Westworld. Um, now, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is one that came in the day after our last episode. So this one is not 
Um, do, do we should we start requiring people to put their finger on something so we actually know that if it says not Ethan that we know it's not Ethan? Well, the, I see the Ethan emails. Prime. I mean, there, there should be some kind of verification. And there are podcasts, you know, feedback contributors that use fake emails, but not Ethan is the same account and looks like a real person every single time. But I will not out who not Ethan is. Um, it's Dolores. Uh, <laughs> good guess. Good guess. But, uh, anyway, dear Jay, uh, I'm sorry, dear Jack, not Jack and Mitch. Wow. A lot of sass from you last week. Not Jack. And rise of Skywalker was my favorite of the Disney era. Star Wars films. Ooh, I'm sorry. Not Ethan. You're, wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. Is this, not, uh, is this not Ethan? This is not Ethan. Oh, you didn't say who it was. I thought, oh, anyways, he didn't say who it was yet. This is not Ethan. Okay. If, if it's Dear Jack, not Jack and Mitch, it's not Ethan. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was beautiful and emotional and gave me so much of what I wanted, yet you casually discarded it like trash during an aside. All right. I just got to say this real quick. Not <laughs> Ethan. I There's a lot of things I did enjoy about Rise of Skywalker, but they're just moments. They're clearly JJ Abrams like, wouldn't it be cool if we had this? Wouldn't it be cool if we had this? But it, I really liked Last Jedi, and I feel like it tried to solve a trilogy in one movie, and it was really rushed, and it was the most disappointing Star Wars experience I've had. In retrospect, I don't, I I don't think it. I've ever met anybody who liked both. Like, I really feel like it's, it's two sides of the coin. It's either yeah. you liked Last Jedi. Or you liked Rise of Skywalker? Kind I of. I, I thought they were entertaining, but they I, I guess because aesthetically they're just so different, and it definitely feels like. I mean, I guess when one film is basically made with the direction of trying to like quote unquote make up for the mistakes of the previous <laughs> film, they can't really be lumped to the same category. Yeah, the problem I've always had is you're not going to top four, five, six. You just no, and it doesn't happen. But that's what I loved about Last Jedi is it said just break let's just break the the norms uh of you know why is it the skywalker saga or whatever and let it be its own thing let you have your own story and that's what i really liked about last jedi like it was just like have your own thing i think it's something that dave filoni with clone wars and star wars rebels and now mandalorian is doing really well it's like you can this is a really rich universe you don't need to have another Skywalker screw everything up for it to be a compelling story. Like there's just so much there um, that you could take something like clone wars and have these characters that you don't even have never seen before. And it's a fantastic story. So there, I agree with you. Um, but anyway, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not Ethan. I, I will respectfully disagree. Well, then let's tie this back to Westworld for a second, because that's yeah. what this season's proving, right? Is that, if you want to tell a good Westworld story, it doesn't need to even need to be in the park. You can right. still yeah. do some crazy stuff in a different location. Westworld is not just its namesake park. It, mm-hmm. It's I, more I of an it, idea. I think it's benefited from not leaving. From, Completely from leaving agree. The park yeah. because they, they have a whole new story. That they yeah. I, would, I would argue the weakest episode of the season so far was the one that took place in the park. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because they kind of did everything you could do in Westworld in season one. Right. And I think if there's anything, say for a few episodes, it just it kind of felt trapped in its own design, which maybe they're trying to have us feel in terms of them trying to escape and get out mm. of Westworld, which cool. 
But I think it is something that's been really refreshing about the season is that it doesn't have the confines of Westworld. And that's what makes it so fun to watch. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, not Ethan. Uh, our temporarily uh, uh, our temporary alliance has ended. I am now officially back on the side of my forever friend Jack, and of course, wow. Mitch. Uh, it seems uh, like you uh, are done with talking about loss while also are waiting out your audience. Well, I will faithfully continue to wait for a new episode. <laughs> Season two is still on pause. As for Westworld, uh, have any of you watched Star Trek Picard? I don't want to spoil the end of Picard Season 1, but let's just say it deals with an idea that's exactly the same thin, uh, thematic material as what it's on doing. I, will, uh, I can speak to it as someone who has covered Star Trek Picard in both writing and podcast form. I mean, I will say the entire season is about androids, mm-hmm. uh, so there are so many parallels, including the, the final twist, and I would also say for these quarantine times, if you have a CBS All Access subscription. Watch it. It is the best first season of Star Trek that I have ever seen. That's not saying Ooh. a lot, considering that a lot of Star Trek series do not have very good first seasons, but I think it is very well made, and I think it does live up to the hype of bringing this character back. I love TNG. Actually, I love even I love season one of Voyager. I love Voyager. That was my jam. Andrew, the, 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 the typical, like... Uh, saying about these seasons that like the first season is always when it's finding its sea legs so they're always yeah. going to do like really weird episodes and try to figure out who characters are but yeah, I yeah. do feel like the first season of Picard and maybe it's because they had the serialization in it but they like knew where they were going they knew mm-hmm. which characters they were and so you do see growth from these characters over the course of the season but there's yeah. not going to be like your occasional WTF episode in there <laughs> Fair enough. I do want to watch it. I will get to it. Um, the thing only, is, only ten episodes. And and Mike, I applaud you. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of your your gig where you have to watch all these TV shows. But <laughs> there's something where I envy those that don't have children during this quarantined uh, world. Where I I don't know. I just I. Like, what do they, what do you guys get to do? You just to like take naps whenever you want. I mean, well, the thing is, I have to, a like... you know a near one year old, so know, he's just, yeah. he's definitely still keeping us busy. But we're luckily, you know, inside with a kid who like does not he demands our constant attention, but it's not in a way of like keep me entertained at all times. It's more so just like stay in my proximity and make sure I don't get into trouble. Uh, instead of like, okay, we'll watch this and then we'll have to watch this and then we can go do this. So I'm lucky in that regard and that we you know the cl- the time sticking down until there are certain things we can no longer watch in front of oh, him. Oh, I know. Considering oh. when he starts becoming receptive to things. Paw Patrol! Boobies! Paw Patrol! <laughs> actually, we're past oh, the Paw Patrol. Oh. They're into Muppet Babies, which I actually really like the new Muppet Babies. But anyway, that's yeah, Well, I'm speaking less of that and more so like, oh, I can't watch HBO shows in oh, front of my yeah. child anymore. Yeah. You know? Boobies. Yeah. Um, That's why you know the Paw Patrol got old, though. I hate Paw Patrol, but I'm glad they're past the Paw Patrol. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what makes you human? Is it your brain, your soul? The pearl in Charlotte is the memories and the essence of someone put in her body, and yet her Charlotte self is scratching out. How does it happen? If your memories live on after you die, is it still you? Deep stuff forever. Your bestest friend, not Ethan. I think it's a compelling thing. I that's why I love. I think it's the season two kind of line. You're you, you only live as long as the last person that remembers you. 
Yeah, um, that's what Dolores says to Bernard when she rebuilds him. And, yeah. and it was actually, we heard in the beginning of this episode, too. Um, yeah, I love that line because there is this, it depends on your belief structure, and I, I don't want to, there's a lot of different beliefs of what happens after you die, but for those, I say it's a really, like, grounded in reality idea of what, I don't know who you are and, and, and you know, what happens after mm-hmm. you die or whatever. But at the very least, like your the memory of you is shared and kind of, yeah, that's how you live on um, among uh, who knows what actually happens. But at least at that level, that makes sense. Um, Do you remember that guy? Can't remember his name, but no. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a jerk, but kind of uh, a jerk, but you know, he, uh, I can't remember what he looks like. Uh, okay, anyway. But anyway, all right. <laughs> this next email is from Maggie. Maggie! Maggie the Magnificent. I forgive her full title here. Hey, Jay, Jack, and Mike. I'm really enjoying Westworld this season and enjoy you all talking about it. My roommate mentioned, as we started episode three, that the plan for season three was the reason the show was greenlit in the first place. Ooh. I'd forgotten that, and I can't wait to see why. A theory for who is Charlotte, so we'll see how good this works. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's see. Maggie got it. It's from five days ago. Uh, I saw this somewhere. What if Dolores has Wyatt's brain ball and Charlotte has Dolores's brain ball? <gasps> Damn. Damn, Maggie. That oh, would make sense. All right. After- well, Jack, you have to amend your statement. It's not that yeah. nobody knew it. Maggie knew it, and no, everyone else just got it wrong except for well, her. I, I, what I was really saying was, no one, we didn't know that Dolores was all of them. Yes, but still, I think it's it, it's it. If this was if this was your theory, Jack, you would be like freaking. No, I don't. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> No, I, I don't do that anymore. That was a genie quote. Uh, that would make sense after how Charlotte acted in episode three. It's not my theory, but I found it interesting. Oh, so, but you just said it's not her theory. Oh, she said a theory for Charlotte. I saw yeah, this yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, she, she saw it online. Okay. So she, oh, she stole it. She, well, she I'll, said... I'll, I'll give her credit for being the vessel, at least. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe... I mean, it literally is all Dolores, but I, I do think that, you know maybe Dolores is showing more white tendencies. Whereas the way that we saw Charlotte in episode three was a bit more like of the soft hearted, more emotional Dolores. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 let me correct. My, I have seen people say they thought Charlotte could be Dolores, but I didn't see, I'm saying they didn't see Dolores, Dolores, Dolores. Dolores. Right. Yeah, that, that it was like, okay, maybe, you know, one of them was Dolores, not right. four of them. Right. That's, that's what I was trying to say. I, I, f- I understand you're treading back your statement. All right. Next up is an email. I don't want to get criticized. From uh, good friend Jacob Parr. And uh, for those don't know, he does, he's our resident artist that does all yes. the for all the podcasts on the James. Listen, and, and the artwork, I think, still works even when you're outside the park. I think the hats are still there. It, it was in this episode. With yeah, the, exactly. Uh, the, the black suit and the white uh, insane mm-hmm. asylum suit. Hi, t- uh, hey team. I have one theory and one theory only. I'm trying to pay attention to when Serac interacts with other characters. So far, we've only seen him interact with uh, Maeve in person, and has otherwise been on those slick future Zoom chat shades. <laughs> My theory <laughs> is that Serac is not a person, but rather a manifestation of the AI created by Insight. 
Mm. He can be seen virtually on by people wearing glasses and hosts. I'm thinking back to the portal to the Valley Beyond in season two. Hosts were able to see this, but the humans were not. It would explain why Delos uh, has no records of him and how apparently he has an incredible amount of intel on Dolores and everything else going on. I was really hoping for tonight's episode uh, would not foil this uh, idea. At dinner with Maeve, the waiter does not acknowledge him. Is that just because of who he is, or can the waiter not see him? The brief flashback to the destruction of Paris. By the way, what the heck? Uh, my, may crush my theory, but who knows? Anyway, let me know if you guys can rip this up. I don't know how airtight it is, and I might have missed something along the way, but I do think that an all-knowing AI is kind of the villain that can totally stand toe-to-toe with the mini Dolorises. Dolores I? Dolores That's a a good theory because it's almost complete opposite of what we would think because uh, Serac so heavily was just like, we're we're against where I'm so human. Yeah. I've got to save the human species, yada, 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 where it's almost like, all right, you're a little too much into this. No human cares that much about humankind. Yeah. Like he has um, so much knowledge and fascination with humanity Yeah, that it's almost like, are you studying it because you're not a human? Exactly. I, I can't comment because it's part of my crackpot theory. Okay, okay. Well, we'll put a pin in it then. Put a little pin, but I I do think uh, he doth care about humans too much. That's my. <laughs> I think you're onto something, Jacob. Uh, all right, and then our last email from the Ethan. All right, here we Ethan go. Prime. Ethan. Fisher. Well, maybe they're all Ethans. Yeah, that, that could be it. <gasps> Every email tonight was from Ethan. <laughs> That, that dastardly foe. What follows is a transcript from a secret phone call made by Lisa Joy to another HBO showrunner who will only be identified here as DL. Hey, DL, uh-huh. I want to ask you a question. Anything for a fellow showrunner? Shoot. We're having a pearl problem. What's a pearl? You know, the brain ball thingies. Oh, yeah. They're all Dolores, right? Oh, you're doing dude of two different people. Got it now. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. no, he's being, he being William, just talking to himself. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Jay was trying to be. Uh... Uh, <laughs> sorry. DJ, oh, sorry. I forgot I said that. Uh, what's the issue? LJ, on second thought, we figured it out. Thanks, Damon. Bye. So what is the theory is that Damon Lindelof figured out the twist? Maybe. Or he get no that Damon Lindelof gave them the plot for the twist. No, if, if Damon Lindelof was gave up with the twist, it'd be like, okay, Dolores uh gives away the pearl to somebody and says, just in case I die, this has my spirit in it. So if you want to have it, go ahead and see what you can do with it. Yep. <laughs> Watchmen. Amazing. Oh, so good. That's another one. If again, and that's what eight. That's only eight episodes, I think. Right? I think that was only eight. Eight, eight or nine. Nine. I think it's. Nine. It was nine. It was nine. nine. One, sub ten. It was sub. Yeah, 10. but but I very much oh. encourage that as well. It yeah might be Damon, Damon Lindelof's, and I'd say this is a huge loss in leftovers fan, but it might be his greatest work. It's just so visually, aesthetically, thematically, performatively out, out of the park. Just yeah. such an incredible, incredible experience. Whereas Lost, and again, you know, it's 
it's almost like okay it's i have to take that bias hat off for a second but loss is kind of like his prototype for what he was probably trying to accomplish and then leftovers right. was able to hone it a bit more but i feel like watchman he was able to like perfect the story that Lindelof was was trying to tell, and it was just perfect on so many. Well, levels. I, th- I think it was easier though too with Le- uh, um, Watchmen. Watchmen because there's only one season. Yeah, like he, exactly. and that's the thing as well. He was able to take advantage of the the way that content's put out right now to be like, okay, I'm only going to do this. You know, mm-hmm. he might even market it as a limited series. This was also out of a piece of pop culture that has been so seminal to his life, but he's yeah. also being able to disseminate it through the themes of today which i feel like even the leftovers did not necessarily do like as wholeheartedly as lindelof did so like it's it's so different from what lindelof has done yet it's so similar at the same time exactly yep um all right well that is all of the feedback all ethan did his little radio play that's the only thing he wrote in (laughs) See, the problem is I feel like Ethan... We should have done two different voices. Uh, Ethan's contributions voice. have gone downhill since he started doing Jack's show. And <laughs> I'm just saying, Ethan, what do you, I mean, we're all quarantined right now. Like, what do you got? What do you, what do we have better to do? Come on. Step it up. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your feedback it is uh, our favorite part of the show so please continue to send emails to westworldjjm at gmail.com and if anybody does want to give a phone call 385-309-0311 you can All right. call anytime Jack you hinted I hinted at what your crackpot mm. theory would be after Jacob's email um, so it seems like Jacob was to it before you were but <laughs> we'll we'll let you we'll let you Actually, i uh, kind of said it last night so i, I kind oh, of so is this it. even exclusive come on no i didn't i didn't give it all I just yeah, kinda, you know I, what i, I just the, the, mentioned it jack show last night was his loft and we're his watchmen you know <laughs> we're, he workshops the, the ideas we're the, we're the final product yeah <laughs> He tests it out to that's, see if Eckhart and, um, and Ethan, like, do they, do they like, poo-poo on his ideas? And he's like, okay, scratch that one out. Uh, oh, they like this. Let me. i got to make sure I bring this oh, up. Tomorrow. You know what? They really didn't. I don't think they did like it. So they kind um, of blew me off. Well, don't they hate everything. So it's not like. That's true. I, don't, I, don't I, mean, expect I, I, I can take it. Uh, anyways. All right, Jack, take it away. What do you got for us? Okay. I was thinking, you know, the Ciroc guy, he's, he's. Is he real? Is he AI? And I'm leaning towards either it's Bernard or Bernard is controlling him. Interesting. Because Bernard is all about saving humanity. Two steps behind Bernard? Really? Bernard is about saving humanity, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess. Bernard, who who both have that little uh, uh, pause clicker. Both that's true. They both do have a very similar. That's true. And what would be a bigger twist, because no one's talking about it, but this guy that that bernard because he he to defeat dolores he needs something you know he's made but he's obviously gonna need more than that uh-huh. so i believe that bernard is either, like i said either he's controlling sorok that sorok uh-huh. is just an ai or that he is sorok is bernard so i mean in that case though because i mean wasn't the thing that sorok had been secretly slowly funneling shares 
from Delos for a while now, would that have been Bernard? Or was it just that like, sort of right. like with Charlotte and, and Dolores, Bernard killed Ciroc at one point and yeah. like yeah. took him over. It's easily, can easily be explained that way. So I'm, I'm going with it. I'm, I'm calling my shot. All right. That's your theory. And I'm sticking to it. All right. I, I, so I, I basically helped Jacob's theory a little bit. A little more, I think. I think I like Jacob's theory better, but I, <laughs> but I, I do think it's, it, I do think it's a fun theory. I do think it's a fun theory. Yeah, I think that. Well, just, it's, especially, cool. especially after all the like how much we laid into Bernard this episode for always yes. being so behind Dolores, that yeah, would be the yes. ultimate one upper, right? Because, yeah, like, maybe Bernard. That's because sometimes when you're 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 behind like that, you're behind for a reason. You're you're gathering information. It's a it's a long it's a long con or a long the game. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Well, it's, so you, you're have to, you're trying to get your information. You're trying to get this, and you, and now that he know he'll know, he know he knows that Dolores is, you know, everybody. So mm-hmm. he'll have an upper hand, and obviously Maeve knows too. So they'll both have the upper hand. Maybe that's how they defeat Dolores. It'd be fun too if it's like because Charlotte is a Dolores proxy, and it'd be fun if mm. Ciroc is a Bernard proxy. Um, yeah, and... if the world's just full of <laughs> Bernards and Dolores. If Dolores can make copies of herself, I'm sure Bernard could. Also. We also don't know who the Delos mole is, right? Charlotte mentioned Charlotte and William talked about it again. We still yeah. don't know who this person is who's been leaking information to Ciroc. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Stubbs. It's Stubbs, guys. It's Stubbs. Stubbs. He's the he's the real big bad behind all this. Yeah. Old old John Hemsworth, Johnny Hems. This was his nickname. <laughs> um, all right, that will do it for this episode of Westworld with Jay Jack and Mike. Give us a call at three five three zero nine zero three eleven. Only time. Also send an email to westworldjjm at gmail. Dot com. Use our Amazon link, jayandjack.com slash Amazon. It'll look like the normal Amazon that you know and love, but a small percentage of those sales will go back to the Jay and Jack production fold. want to sp- uh, thank people that make this show possible. Our patrons, especially Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, uh, Ed the Creepy Mailman, Drake the Destroyer, and Greg the Gray. Got them all. Oliver. Nice job. I want to thank all of our patrons. You can find a full list over at jayandjack.com. We're halfway there, gentlemen. Wow. One more month. One and then, more and, month. And I mean, who's to say like what the world will look like both in Westworld and outside of Westworld at the beginning of May, but I can't believe we are now approaching the back half. It's well, it's an over-under on which one's going to be worse. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I think certain Dolores. people would rather trust, I think, things in the hands of the robots at this point, but we'll see where we are, you know, in a few weeks from now. I, yeah, it, it would be bad if it's like, ah, I feel like I feel like I trust Bernard more in yeah. this situation. Well, put Dolores in charge. Let's see how she handles things. Maybe Stubbs. Stubbs, yeah. Stubbs 2020. Old old Frank Hemsworth, 2020. No, this, you know, Stubbs would be a perfect vice president for Bernard running as president of like you yes. need someone marketable you need like a nice like every man like give me give me like a l- younger hemsworth you know go with that Stubbs guy 
like get, get like a Hemsworth, but not like an unapproachable Hemsworth. You know, like exactly. a Hemsworth, a real relatable could, yeah. Hemsworth. Right. Yeah. One, one you could grab a beer with. You know. Well, um, share the beers. That's the only problem. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, We will be back next week for more Westworld. Until then, hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.